Hello, everybody. Welcome to Political Football. Uh, this is the Week 14 Review Show. My name is Dave. Um, theoretically, uh, Scott will be joining me here shortly. Cleve uh, is out sick tonight. He, um, or so he claims. I'm not sure that's entirely claims. I think Cleve might actually just been uh, got busted texting with texting with Mark Meadows. So that's why he could be in some trouble. Hey, speak of the devil. What What's was I up? doing? <laughs> no, I was talking about uh Cleve said he's out because he's sick tonight, but I think he was just busted texting with Mike with uh, Mark Meadows about oh. overthrowing the government. So he's yeah. uh giving a lawyer up and uh work through that. How are you doing today? I'm better than I was last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're here, so that's so mm-hmm. that's good. I'm not uh, sure if that's good for everybody else, but yes, I'm here. <laughs> no, no, I think I think that's going to be positive, a positive development all the way around. So you want to say we are part of the Maddie Ice Media Network, MaddieIceMedia.com. There's political football merch now. I'm not wearing any, but uh, it's out there. It's really good. Um, other great podcasts on MaddieIceMedia.com as well. Uh, Scott, I thought week 14 in the NFL was one of the best weeks we've had so far. Would you agree? It depends on what you had at stake and how, and how uh, painful it was when – Things didn't come through, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So it might have been the best financial uh, uh, week for you. So so that, but also um, like, uh, you know, in a dynasty league where you position yourself, I have a good team, but I've positioned myself because of injuries and kind of stuff that happened to, to absolutely uh, have the first pick overall next year, mm-hmm. which we all know is a big deal, right? Yes. So these are this these are the situations that happened in a game where um I needed to lose uh <laughs> right but I needed five he the guy I was playing with needed five total points from from Ramondre Stevenson that's it right cool the other player who needed to win and he was only down eight points um he had uh Hollywood Brown Cal- Okay. And Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah. And it's like that's the combination of those injuries and all that nonsense. Um, yeah. So I ended up winning by like uh two points. Yeah, uh, just under two points. Yeah. And he ended up losing by a point. And it's like that's just crazy, the circumstances behind that. But no, it was a good week. It was uh you know, I mean, I thought there was there's I don't know the tr- the trend of where the NFL is going is super interesting. Um, just looking at some of these divisions, like the NFC, the, the NFC South, garbage. You know, like, it's yeah, and there's a lot of that. Like Minnesota's ten and two coming into this week, and they get rolled by the Lions. Yes. You know, um, I don't know what's going to happen in the Washington Giants game, but it's a huge game for playoff. Uh, you know, implications everywhere. This coming week, it's so yeah. It was a it was a good week. Um, the injuries have been brutal, continue to be. Yeah, no, th- this week was especially. I mean, Monday night was especially bad for injuries with Kyler going down on the third snap, which will, which we'll get to. Um, however, uh, the team that we drafted here on stream, if you're watching on YouTube, you can go back and find the episode from August second where we drafted a best ball mania three team. It did qualify for the playoffs, and it does not have Kyler Murray, so. You've got a real strong look at twenty five dollars, my friend. I am so excited about this. 
<laughs> um, no, we actually do have a great combination of quarterbacks. We've got uh, Mac Jones, Jared Goof, and Justin Fields. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good. Well, it's too bad Cleve's not here tonight because I had a couple things set up for him, things I think that he might not have um, – they might not have realized that I wanted to point out. So we'll just see if you realize them, although I think I think you probably did because you like watch the standings a lot more a lot more closely. But we'll see as we get going here. So yeah. going all the way back to Thursday night, which always feels like it was six years ago by the time we do this show, the Raiders 16 at the Rams 17. Baker Mayfield makes his debut with the Rams and leads a two-touchdown uh, deficit fourth-quarter comeback with like 328 to go to defeat the Raiders. What would you think about this? It's just amazing. Like Yeah. And so many things about it were, were strange. Like So when – when the Rams put in the claim for Baker, I thought, shit, right? Like, I mean, as a Lions fan looking at that pick, um, hoping that that pick keeps them in position for a couple of premier SEC defenders. Yes. Uh, and just recognizing that he's going to go there and he's going to wreck this. Um, now, I didn't expect it to turn out that way, like, you know, I didn't. I didn't think they would need like a ninety-plus yard drive. Uh, the drive that they got, but then the, how bad are the Raiders? Like, what are you doing? You don't throw. You don't throw to Devonte Adams in the second half, and you're playing. Um, you're playing coverage that makes it easy to to throw verticals or at least to challenge you deep when you're tr- when you when that's the last thing that you can allow. Right. Um, you know, play two high zones or two high safeties and let them make them throw the ball in front of you kind of thing. I, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong on that, but I just, it was just, it was confusing to watch. And then, yeah, I mean, he makes, he looked good. He made a couple of really nice throws. Um, you know, I mean, he, you know, it's a, it's a super quarterback friendly system. So maybe they get something out of Baker. Uh, Stafford could be done. We'll see. I mean, I don't see any reason to bring Stafford back uh, this season. I mean, at all. Like, not this. I mean, just done, done. Oh well, yeah, that Possibly. would, yeah, that would be that would be something. Uh, so they have no Stafford, but they get Baker, but they still have no Cooper Cup, no Allen Robinson, no Aaron Donald. This is a game the Raiders social one. It's funny you brought up Devontae Adams because in my notes I wrote in all caps: throw the ball to Devontae fifteen times a game, you morons. Yes, yes, it's like the it's the one uh, the one pure truth. That there is in the NFL right now is that yes. dude is uncoverable. Yes. Period. Yeah. What are you just, doing? Yeah, just always throw it to him. Um, I mean, you only have two players on offense anyways, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. They should be getting all the work. So just keep throwing it at Devontae Adams. Uh the no, Raiders. Are use Mac Hollins. Let's just let's let's use Mac. Mac Hollins is wide open. <laughs> Oh man, uh, Foster Moreau got hurt in this game, so I don't even know what uh, who they bring in at tight end. Jesper Horstead was Jesper Horstead getting targets. Wow, uh, Cleve, if you're listening, Jesper Horstead is a real person. That's a problem. Um, all right, so yeah, I'm with you. I actually forgot that we're aiming for the Rams to get a top three overall pick as Lions fans, uh, or else I would be a lot more about, upset about this game when it happened. Uh, but yeah, going forward, if we keep that in mind, we want the Rams, the Rams to lose. Uh, speak, speak of the Detroit Lions, Vikings 23 at the Lions 34. So before the game last week in my notes, I wrote, are the Vikings frauds? Yes, <laughs> uh, that seems that seems to be the case. 
Um, now they're still going to win the division and they're still very likely to finish as the number two seed, but they're still extremely fraudulent. And depending on who ends up in the seventh seed, they might, they won't be an underdog at home, but they might be like a one and a half point favorite at home as a two seed. Yeah. Yes. And, and rightly so their defense in the, over the last four weeks is the worst defense in football. Yes. Uh, and not close. They just are. It's a bad, it's, it's, I mean, they're more than a fraud. It's just, um, I mean, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He's fine. Jefferson is Jefferson. Uh, you know, like, I don't, I just don't know how they, they're winning some of the games that they've won. And then when they've played against reasonable teams, they've gotten routed. Yeah. So, you know, I, you're on to something. I think that, you know, weekends or weekends, a playoff show up. And uh, week one in the playoffs, because I, I think you're right, they will end up with the two seed. Um, that could be a team that leaves the playoffs early. Surprising. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I think if they don't lose in the wild card round, the divisional round, they're probably done. Like, I don't see them making the NFC title game. No. You know, I just I, I just don't see that. Don't see that happening. Now, the Lions actually close as two and a half point favorites at kick for this game. And in our uh, fantasy football thread offline, our friend Jake um, was saying, like, how is this? Like, why is this? Why are the Lions favored? And all the rest of us, majority Lions fans, not all, but majority of us are like, yeah, of course the Lions are favored. We're better than the Vikings. So yeah. I don't know if, like, for the listeners out there who aren't Lions fans, I don't know if you guys are um, are hit to this, but the Lions are 5-1 and in their last six. The only loss being the close win to Buffalo on Thanksgiving. They are Firmly now, they're ninth in the NFC, firmly in the playoff hunt. And I do want to break this down. I told Tony, who's a listener, that I'd uh, break this down here for them. So the Lions started one and six. They're now five of one of their last six. Like the reverse of the Giants. They're going opposite ways. Um, uh, The only loss was a close one at home to Buffalo. At six and seven, um, they control their own destiny for the playoffs realistically, if not mathematically. I don't think if they just went out, they're automatically in. Right, right. But, um, like, if they finish 10-7, and seven, they're going to get in, right? The rest of what would need to happen is not going to happen. Right. Um, and 9-8 and eight should get them in because they're competing with the Commanders, the Giants, and the Seahawks. They hold direct tiebreakers over the Commanders and the Giants because uh, they won head-to-head. Yeah. The Commanders and the Giants play each other this week. I remember last week they tied, and this actually ended up working out really good for one of them. Whoever loses this week will be very happy they didn't lose the tie or they'd fall behind Detroit. Um, But given that it's those three teams they're competing with and the Lions remaining schedule of Jets, Panthers, Bears at Green Bay. Yeah. I, the Lions right now on 538 are like a 31% chance to make the playoffs, but I think it's a lot closer to 50-50. It's an amazing thing to, to think that here we are in week 14. Is it week? No, it's week 15. It's going to be uh, week 15. Yeah. Soon to be week 15. And we're talking about the Lions as if they are a potential playoff team. And that's mind blowing. And uh, you know what's, you know what's funny about this? It is. But you know what's really funny about this? I, I know that this is like a beggars can't be choosers situation, but I want them to be the seven seed because then they go to Minnesota. The sixth seed yeah. goes to San Francisco, and I think the Lions yeah. go to San Francisco even against Brock Purdy, and they just get rolled, right? Yes, they get thrashed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so 
since, again, for listeners who aren't Lions fans, you might not know this, the Lions have won one single playoff game since 1991, um, and it was at home. I would love for the Lions to win a road playoff game for the first time since 57, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. The, they won once since 57. It was in 91. And so on the road at Minnesota, where they should have won already, and they just beat the Vikings, I think this could happen. It could. It could. I mean, they've played themselves into a position where um, nobody is looking at Detroit right now and thinking that's that's a pushover. Oh, we're happy they're on our schedule. Yeah. Right? Like, that's not a team you want to play right now. It's just not. Yeah, I, I believe ESPN's uh, FPI has the Lions as a top 10 team rest of the season. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Um, and then there's a um, uh, Ben says in primetime against Cousins would be uh, would be great. And that's true. We might actually get the Vikings like at 8 p.m. on a Saturday night, in which case, you know, 48 nothing Lions. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then Logan, what's up, Logan? Logan says uh, thoughts on Dan Campbell being distracted by the wave just before the Panay Sewell catch. I, no, he, wasn't. he followed that up by by talking about the things that they had worked on, and like you know, we wanted him to get down uh, and stay in bounds and all these things, and it's like he's just messing around. He just is, you know. People seem to want to make a big deal about him saying that kind of stuff. I think he's just messing around. He's goofing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think he was. Uh, um, uh, district or anything like that but the uh, and i swear we're gonna move on past the lines for a second we're just excited because the lines are actually good in the playoff hunt and cleve couldn't even yell at us because he's a jets fan and he's in the exact same position right now um and they're playing each other this week this is the week that we should be kind of you know banging oh yeah yeah yeah. oh oh yeah no it was gonna be it was it it was gonna be epic just the shit talking going going back and forth things i'm not i'm not ready to make any declarations about the Lions winning against the Jets in New York on the road, um, especially in cold weather with Jared Goff's uh, three-inch hands. Yep. But uh, it, it's it's going to be a fun one. It, it's going to be yep. a fun one. Um, the fake punt on fourth and seven from your own 26 up a touchdown. That is actually like the perfect situation to call a fake punt because if you do it on fourth and three from your own 48, everybody's ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. also going forward, what team in the right mind would have set up a like a punt return or punt block against the Lions now? I, I mean you'd you'd have to be uh you know, I could just see how install and like your your special teams uh you know meetings are going if you're playing the Lions and it's like, all right, we have to pay attention for this and this and this and this. And it's like, yeah, that's what they're doing to everybody. They're making they're just they're keeping everybody, you know, sort of uh, paying attention to everything instead of the small stuff. Um, I love the aggression, even if it fails. I love I love the idea that um, I like the idea that they don't like to punt. I think that's a great thing. Yeah, like, NFL team should you should hate giving the ball over to the other team voluntarily. There is just no reason to punt ever. You shouldn't punt. I mean, you know, I yeah. guess there are a few situations where you should. Um, if you're up multiple scores with a few minutes left in the game, it's okay to punt. You <laughs> you can make you can make an argument that a team like Kansas City or Buffalo really should never punt though, because their no. quarterback can get the points back. Absolutely. But, 
Yes. Yeah. And, and um, you get so much on the other side of it. Yeah. You know, um, if you get, if you get the first down there, it's like, it's backbreaking for the other team. It just is. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Okay, we're going to move on now. I know we're hype about the Lions, but hopefully we'll be talking about them like into the postseason, which has never happened on the show. Um, yeah, well. Yeah, normally like cool. week 15, we're like, all right, Lions are done. We'll talk about them in the, during the draft. So <clears throat> looking forward to that. Uh, next game here, we got the Ravens 16 at the Steelers 14. Now this is exactly what everybody pays money to see. Mitch Trubisky versus Anthony Brown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, I know like what happened to Pickett. I don't know what the injury was. Was it a concussion? Oh, it was it so this is actually pretty bad. So he gets uh just destroyed, right? Driven into the ground, comes out of the game, goes to the concussion protocol, gets cleared, comes back, goes three and out, leaves, doesn't return, concussion. Oh boy. Yeah. So how did he clear it the first time? I mean, I'm not, I'm not alleging any sort of like they forced him to play, but yeah. it could be like we have to go back. Like nobody's getting cleared ever again. Yeah, <laughs> if no, you're in the protocol, happen. you're out for the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just didn't see the play, and I don't know what what yeah. happened. It wasn't like it didn't look like a terrible blow to the head, but like he got hit from the side, went down on his shoulder, and his head like snapped, you know, against the uh, um. Yeah, uh, ground right there. Uh, only thing of note in this game, uh, the Ravens won to keep pace with the Bengals now nine and four, and I believe the Ravens have the tiebreaker right now, so they're still first in that division. Uh, J.K. Dobbins returned 15 carries, 120 yards, and a touchdown. And boy, do the Ravens need literally anybody on they offense. Do, I watching him run the ball. I he is toast. Like I know those are good numbers. Those are you know, yeah. Well, he had one huge run. He had like a big 60-yarder. That should have been an 80-yard touchdown if he was healthy. But we're like 17 months away from that injury. If this is what he's got, 17 months post-ACL tear, it is not going to end well for him. Well, Mike Mike is is that he aggravated it at some point because he played earlier this year as well. So Mike guess is that he aggravated, had a setback, and I would not be I would not be shocked if um like next season he's fine again. Cause even like Saquon, like the year after his ACL, he wasn't exactly Saquon again until this year. Yeah. Like this year, Saquon's back being powerful and all that. But he looked, so I wouldn't he looked like a 40-year-old running the football. He really <laughs> did. It was bizarre. And they give the ball to Jason Witten. He's yeah. into the open field. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it looked like. He looked stiff and like he couldn't um, – like his stride was super short because he just – he couldn't push. You know, he couldn't he couldn't explode off his knee. It was weird the way yeah. he ran. The other thing, too, is that for the draft, this could put the Ravens squarely in the market for a running back. Yeah. And assuming Lamar is still there and not the quarterback of the Lions next year, any – good running back prospect is going to have a good chance running in that offense. Imagine what B. John Robinson could do in that offense. Yeah. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could, I could, I could live with that. I could live with that as a uh, lifelong Ravens fan. All right. 
Uh, Browns 10, Bengals 23. So this is the other NFC North battle or AFC North battle on the week. So my note before the game um, was, please, baby Jesus, let the Bengals win by 500. No, we have not discussed the Jets yet. We will, I promise. Um, Was please, baby Jesus, let the Bengals win by 500. It wasn't Uh, close. No, it wasn't 500, but I have. It was still an out-and-out ass game. Yeah, yeah, it was tight in the first half, but yeah, um, Jamar Chase is pretty good. Joe Burrow's pretty good. Yeah, Jamar Chase, ten catches, 119 yards, and one touchdown. Everyone knew the ball was going to Chase because T. Higgins was hurt, Tyler Boyd was hurt, Hayden Hurst was hurt. Everybody knew. Like, listen. Listen to these other to these other wide receiver and pass catching options that the Bengals had on the field. Okay, they had Trent Taylor, Trenton Irwin, John Coxlam, and Mitchell Wilcox. John, who? <laughs> oh, you caught that one? Excuse me. Yeah one 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 of those one of those isn't real. Um, and you would think it's Trenton Irwin, <laughs> but but uh, yes, no. Be- uh, yes, no, John Cox Slam does not play for the Bengals. Everybody knows he's a tight end on the Chargers. Um, <laughs> you know, so even with like nobody else on the field to catch passes, they like they still could not stop Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Yeah, he's 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 something else. Now, the T Higgins thing was interesting because he was limited practice Thursday, limited practice Friday, off the injury report into Sunday, but then apparently the coaches didn't even really want to play him. Um, and so he starts the game and then he plays like a series and then gets taken away and taken out of the game. And I don't think that's right. I mean, I think if he's, if he's questionable, he needs to be listed as questionable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't, the, the messing around with the injury report is a big deal. It, it just is. And there should be a massive fine from the league for this because like, Besides Cleve, there's like nobody actually watching the league for laundry anymore. Even people who still like some of the laundry, like you and I like the Lions, we're not watching the Bengals without action. (laughs) Like gambling fantasy. Yeah. Right. Like we're not. If there was no fantasy football, no gambling on football, we would never watch anything but the Lions. And then think about a player, you know, somebody with with a bunch of money. Or a, a lot on the line because of because of yeah. the specific week it was playing yeah. Higgins because he's clear and nothing. Uh, yeah, and, not a good look. And you can't be partnering with legalized sports books and doing all this stuff and then be gaming the injury reports. Like you gotta, yeah. if he's questionable, just say he's questionable. There's there's so much leeway in there. That means he might not play. It means he might play three snaps. Like there's a designation yeah. for that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if, if a guy's questionable and, and you play him. And he doesn't play or plays one snap. That's on you. You know, you're taking yeah. all of the, uh, you're taking all of the responsibility and handing it to somebody else, which is good. Yeah, but off the injury report means like ready to roll. Clear. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's obnoxious. Also obnoxious to Sean Watson. Now, I know it's not likely, and I know he's probably just rusty, but I'm really holding out hope that he is just absolutely terrible now. <laughs> I mean, how great would it be for the Browns to just punt off two hundred fifty million on oh. on just an absolutely washed, terrible? We'll never get it back, Deshaun Watson. When do you think it will come back? If it does, uh, week one next year. That's what I think too. 
yeah, like a full season working out and getting back in the flow and working with the team. And yeah, I'm sure, like, like I'm sure it's just rust. I'm sure he's not actually terrible, but there's a chance. There's a chance I mean, he didn't do it for long enough and he lost it. There's any any wide range of possibilities for for what that could look like. Yeah, and I really hope I really hope that's the case. All right, the game everybody is uh, is after Jets twelve at Bills twenty. So my note before this game was a Jets win here probably locks up a playoff spot due to a sweep of the Bills. However, the Jets lost this game and now they are in an absolute dogfight for the playoffs. The Patriots have matched their record. The Chargers have matched their record. The Dolphins are right there. The Ravens and Bengals are both two games better. Aside from the AFC South having to send somebody, the Jets could actually end up missing the playoffs now. Yeah. And it's a big game this week for them, too. It is. So this week, the Jets play the Lions. What is actually a playoff game for both teams? Not that the loser can't make it, but I think both teams can only afford to lose one more game and still make it. Yes, Max. Max. Yeah. Eight. Well, eight, eight for the Lions. The Jets are seven and six, but ten and seven might be the floor to make it in in the AFC. Yes. Eight could still do it, but now you're looking at tiebreakers with other teams and all sorts of other things. So I think just one loss each um uh for each of those teams. And so yeah, this is a huge game. Would not be a terrible game for both teams to tie. Nope. It would be better for both that you both go to win. It'd be better to win it for sure. Yeah. But a yeah. tie in this case instead of losing would be huge for, for both of them. Okay, now back to this game. Um, Mike White, who I'm calling Mike White only in this instance because it's actually a serious topic about Mike White. And I hope you were going to talk about his ribs. Leaves the game in the second quarter after a hit to the ribs. Came back in two plays later. Got hit in the ribs again in the third quarter and left the game second time to get x-rays. Returned at the start of the fourth quarter and finished the game. Once the game went final, White left in an ambulance and was sent to the hospital for testing out potential internal injuries. <laughs> okay. Well, the way he got hit by, by uh, Matt Milano yes. the first time, I would have thought would have been enough to do it. Because that's as – I mean, that's as um, – you know, folded in half as you could possibly get. Yeah, that he was got a violent collision. It looked like he got hit by Goldberg. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually, I actually said, "Oh, White Mike is next." Like he, he, I mean, full on speared. Oh yeah, yeah. In the wrestling sense, not the football sense, not the penalty sense. Yeah, no, no. He, I mean, but it, that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, and then to take more shots. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this week. I read he was day-to-day, which I find hard to believe, but okay. Um, if it's not him, it's Flacco. That's interesting. So, um, you know, Are you sure it's Flacco? Are you sure they want to go back to Zach? I don't know. I don't know what they would do. Who do you think gives them a better chance to, to win? It's a great question. I, I, my guess would be uh, – my, my answer is I don't know. I know that's not an answer. Probably Flacco right now. I don't know what the um, I don't know what Zach Wilson's experience has been like the last couple of weeks watching this play out. Well, has he had 
talks with with you know the quarterback coaches and the staff that like yeah I'm I'm starting to understand the things that I was doing and why that was problematic for us. Um, if he's fully aware of that, then maybe you know maybe that's your guy. But I don't know. You know, I mean, I just, I know he's been he's been uh, he's not been dressing. He's not been you know. No, on the on the on the uh, push notifications, it goes from Zach Wilson and has gone from healthy to out. <laughs> just skips questionable. Just, yeah. just out. Okay, so offline, uh, Cleve sent a take about this to me and Maddie Ice. I'm not going to read it exactly. And this was um, Sunday night, so it might have changed a little bit. But he basically is very upset about what I just read about Mike White. Um, they could have ruined the kid. They shouldn't do that when they have Flacco that could go in the game. Quote, I'd fire Mac Salad. <laughs> so um Cleve as a Jets fan was definitely not happy with um the decision how they treated treated Mike White there. And you know, I didn't think about it at the time, but they having to go to the hospital for possible like if your kidneys are lacerated or your lung is punctured, you kind of gotta figure that out at the time. Yes, immediately. Yes. Yeah, you can't you can't put that off because you don't want to play Joe Flacco. It's, I mean, you have him on your roster for a reason. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, so before this game, I wrote Bills just regained the number one seed in the AFC. Can they keep it? They kept it through this week. This is a tough game. Again, the Jets beat the Bills earlier this year. Um, and then I have that the Bills were the best team on the day and deserved to win. But this game in particular showed how good the Jets actually are. Um, yeah. And if the Jets were fully healthy with 100% Brees Hall and Justin Fields, they could win this division. <laughs> Justin Fields? Yeah, who they could have taken instead of Zach Wilson. <laughs> How's Quinn and Williams' health? That's going to be kind of important. Yeah, we don't talk too much about defensive players here, um, mainly because I watch from a fantasy perspective first and foremost. So I don't think about them all that much. But Quentin Williams won't be the defensive player of the year, but he should be in the conversation. He should at least get nominated. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And so if he's not there, that's this wrecking ball defensive lineman for the Jets. So, yeah, without him, like it's just another thing, right? They don't have Brees Hall. They don't have Corey Davis. And Zach Wilson's probably a bust. Like, And then you also lose Quentin Williams. Right. Quinn Williams is probably part of the reason Sauce Gardner looks so good. Yeah, yes, right. For sure. So, you know, it, it, it would not be good if uh I mean Quinn it let's just miss one game, Quinn. One game. Yeah, just one. Then then you can come back. Um yeah, oh man, the off the offline chat's gonna be insane this week with the Lions, the Lions and the Jets playing uh playing each other, but it's basically a playoff game. What an insane situation. It is a playoff game. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Uh, losing, I, you're, for all intents and purposes, kind of out. Well, you, if you, I think anything, either who loses this game probably has to win out, and which is a, a big ask. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, next game here, we've got the Texans 23 at the Cowboys 27. <laughs> Before the game, I wrote, do the Texans quit and go to brunch in the middle of the game? Should they have? <laughs> they didn't uh, no and, uh... <laughs> no they should not have the texans were winning this game until the last minute scott what the hell was happening with the cowboys i don't know it was bizarre um cd lamb had a good day uh pollard I had a good day 
What's that? Pollard had a good day. Pollard had a really good day. Zeke got their game-winning uh, touchdown. Um, did it look to you a little bit like a team that had kind of looked past their opponent on the field that day, possibly? Yeah. Yes. That's what it looked yeah. like to me. I think I think I don't I don't look past is right. I think that's a little like a boomerish, but I do think that they presumed that their game plan was going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and then when it didn't, they they were like, Oh, we have really like, we're not really like we're gonna show up, go through the motions, Powell's gonna get hundred and two, Lamb's gonna get hundred and one, we're gonna win thirty one to fourteen, peace out. Yep. And then by the time, right, and then once they realize they're in a game, like by then, like the Texans are hype. And it's just like you see this a lot more in college and in the NFL, but I think it's exactly what happened here. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, you saw um, Ohio State Northwestern earlier this year. That was a good example of that, where it just wasn't working for Ohio State, and they didn't even like have a have a backup plan. So, my question I was going to have for Cleve here, anybody in the chat, if you want to answer this as well uh, after I pose it, and then Scott, I might get your answer too. So, the Texans are up twenty three to twenty. Facing fourth and goal from the from the two yard line with three twenty five left to play, twenty three to twenty fourth and goal from the two three twenty five left to play. Do you kick the field goal and go up twenty six to twenty, or go for the touchdown to go up thirty to twenty? Me? Yeah, you first. We'll see if anybody in the chat chimes in as I, well. I mean, I just I don't think you're you're. I think if you're kicking the ball off to Dallas. At that point, and and thinking we, if if you know we just have to not let them score a touchdown and we win, I think you're asking to lose. It's Dallas. It's a pretty potent offense. Mm-hmm. You're on the three yard line. Yep. Um, I, I'm to me, I'm going for it. I'm, I want to be aggressive. I want to end the game right there. Um, some of it's personnel driven though. Could, can you? Do you have a play call that you like there? Do you feel like? Do you feel like you can execute it? Do you feel like uh, the way the, the tone of the game is going that you can? And as long as all those things are kind of pointing in the right direction, I'm going for it. Uh, even if it even if it means you lose. You don't have anything to lose. You, you have the first pick. You're not supposed to win that game, right? Like, yeah, there's, go for it. Yeah, so, yeah, and so we're getting a lot of I would go, I would go to uh, touchdown, and I, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm on team go for it there. Like you and I were just saying, we should never punt. So clearly, we're on team, yeah, team yeah. go for it in, uh, in this, in this situation. Yes, Cleve, we know it's you. Um, the JTS Jets sets the Jets in is Trenton Irwin a real person? We're dead giveaways. Um, <laughs> hi, Cleve. I miss you, buddy. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, Cleve. Now I don't know if you saw, but earlier in the show, I did. I did put your business out there. You said you were sick, but we know you were just texting with Mark Meadows, um, trying to <laughs> overthrow the election. So sorry, I said that on air. Um, if you need the number of a good lawyer, Lander. I, I I can't help you. Um, but um, you know, good luck with all that. Um. <laughs> so yes, I obviously say go for it there too. Now, of course, what ended up happening is that they didn't make it, so the Cowboys got the ball back. But the Cowboys still need to drive 98 to win yeah. or get a field goal game and force overtime, and they did. Somehow, like, out of nowhere, the Cowboys were like, okay, well, I guess we'll show up for, like, three minutes of game time. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, like, a good drive, too. It was a good – it was 
Cleve says, I got dinner reservations at Mar-a-Lago. Um, uh, was, he, was he in Louis Gohmert's office t- uh, today singing Kumbaya or whatever it was they were singing? Hilarious to think Louis Gohmert would let Cleve into his office. It's a valid point. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The garbage over the corner, mister. <laughs> Oh my God. Maybe maybe, maybe Lily Gomert has a separate has a separate office, oh. like a separate waiting room. Um, Louis Gomert's one of those people who like nobody likes, even people who know him. Yeah, look, I've never heard anybody have a nice, kind thing to say about Louis Gomert publicly, privately, reported behind the scenes on Twitter. <laughs> Louis Gomert. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he's um, he's like the Josh McDaniels of congressmen. Um, although Louis Gohmert does manage to win sometimes, so maybe that's maybe that's a little unfair. Yeah, maybe that's a little a little unfair. Just so the Cowboys, he, he pulls one out. <laughs> so, uh, Paul says separate water fountains. Uh, no water fountains during the pandemic, Paul. So they have to get their bottles of water from different places right now. Um. Yeah, so the Cowboys drive, win the game, and we're going to come back to the Texans and how they played really well in this game, but how I think that this is a um, going to be bad for this coming week. And we'll get to that when we get to their upcoming opponent. All right, uh, Eagles 48, Giants 22 in a game that was not even that close. Yeah, yeah. The Eagles kicked the ever-loving shit out of the Giants. 21-0 in the first quarter. Um you know, my note before the game was Giants battling for a playoff spot. This is going to be a tough game for the Eagles. Wrong. Not yeah. tough. Not, not difficult at all. Um, also, Jalen Hurts in this game. 21 of 31, 217 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, seven carries, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Many of my online friends are holding 40 to 1 Jalen Hurts MVP tickets. Not that I'm jealous or bitter. <laughs> That's nice that I'm not holding that when like yeah. it seems like every single person that I either met online or know from online or follow online is holding one of these tickets. <laughs> like, I, like, well, like have one stay poor wrong. Dave. You're the only one that doesn't have Jalen Hurts is the betting favorite now for MVP, by the way. Yeah. So that's sick. And you should- ben, sa- ben says the Giants are bigger frauds than the Vikings. I don't know, man. The Vikings should be good. The Giants are overachieving. They're overachieving, but so are the Vikings. Like over the last five, six weeks, the Vikings have the worst defense in a bunch of uh, statistical categories in the NFL. Not close. Like terrible defense. And that was on display against the Lions. Yes, but Richie is awful. But Richie James is in the concussion protocol, and now the Giants don't know what they're going to do at receiver. Which means they're relying on Richie James. I'd rather have the Vikings defense than the than the Giants receivers. That's fair. That's you know, fair. Uh, I'd rather have Kirk Cousins than Daniel Jones. I'd rather have Saquon Barkley. Would you rather have the Giants offensive line healthy this year? Not going um, forward, because going forward, Evan Neal is going to be a monster. But yeah. Yeah, and Thomas is going to be really good, too. Yeah, so, I mean, it's close, but 
you could credibly make the argument that the Vikings are the best team in the NFC North. And the other only option is the Lions. So I think the Vikings are probably like the deserved division yeah. champs, even if they don't deserve to be 10 and 3. The Giants are the third best team at best in that division. They're not better than the Cowboys. They're not better than the Eagles. So to even be showing up at 7 and 6 at this point, to me, is a, a huge accomplishment. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they're they're playing top competition constantly. And even yeah. like Washington, Washington's a good team. So the tie isn't like uh the tie shouldn't be something they look at as an embarrassment or whatever. It's just yeah, you know, it's a good division. What if they tie again this week? <laughs> Has that ever happened? Oh, I'm sure somebody's ended with two ties. Although in the overtime era, I don't know. But the same team? Oh, this I I would bet I know. I would make no like minus one twenty five. But yeah, I mean, I I would bet. Yeah, I would think it'd even be higher. But um, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty wild if that happened. Yeah. Um, Miles Sanders shows up in this game. Seventeen carries, one hundred forty four yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, this I said it last week. This Eagles team can just destroy you any way they want. Yeah. This is. It's too, it's too early to say this. Don't it's they too have early. First round picks coming up. Yeah, they have the they have the, right now they're holding the, the fifth round. overall. Yeah, must be nice. It's too early to say this, so I'm not saying this seriously. But this team is going to win the Super Bowl. They could, they could. I mean, they they look like. Uh, I mean, Kansas City at time looks times look like, you know, a very very good team, and Buffalo does too. Um. The 49ers look at times like a very good team, but now it's now with Brock Purdy, and you wonder like what's the ceiling there. But yeah, I mean, you know, Philly's sort of untouched at this point. Yeah, I yeah, and we'll get Philly, I, think you're, I think you're in trouble. Uh, yeah, and the thing is, too, the Eagles only have like one tough game left. It's at Dallas. And if they win that game, they might they might rest week seventeen and eighteen because they'll have the number one seed locked up with two weeks to go, or it'll be like a preseason. Everybody will play a quarter each week, sure. and the bounce sure. like they are legitimately fantastic, and they are the they are the best team in the league through fourteen weeks. And if we just awarded the championship to the best team, it would go to the Eagles. We don't do that, of course, but if we did, the Eagles they are just clearly the best team in football. There, there. For um, a lot of reasons. Yeah. yeah. Now, the seventh seed uh, has to play Minnesota in the first round. We would all rather see the Lions and the Giants, right? Yes. Like, even now, Lions fans can agree with this. Yes. Yeah. All right. Jaguars 36 at the Titans 22. So, in, in uh, gambling, you know, fantasy football and poker and stuff, there's a phrase that gets thrown around called being directionally accurate. And I bet the Jags twice, two different times, to win this division because I thought they were the best team in the division. I'm not going to get paid on that because the Titans are going to win the division. But the Jags are the best team, and I feel like I should get some money back. <laughs> Can you cash out <laughs> for anything? I don't think so. I don't think so. But Aren't it's they just – the it, they are the best team in that division. Like – and I don't even think it's close. And looking at 
looking at Trevor Lawrence's uh, last month, six weeks, he looks legit. Like, I mean, he really does. He mm-hmm. looks, he looks the part. Yeah. It, I mean, he is. I think that Lawrence and Fields are both actually kind of in the same sort of situation um, that basically year zeros because their head coaches were such scrubs. Um, yeah. Well, scrub for Matt Nagy. Urban Meyer was below a scrub. That's that's unfair to scrubs. Um, yeah. And so, like, this is actually the rookie year. So they struggle to start, and then boom, now they're taking off. Like, you would expect rookie sure. quarterbacks to, to do. So I think we're seeing that. Lawrence in this game, 30 of 42, 368 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, three carries for seven yards, and an amazing touchdown run. He yeah. dove and extended from, like, the four-yard line. Like his feet were on the floor and the ball was in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, it's so watching him, it's interesting because he is, he's doing this thing where he's eliminating parts of the field, uh, very efficiently and very quickly and not putting the ball into those dangerous places, but then finding open receivers and threading the needle and making just great throws. Uh, he's been super impressive. It's also one yes. of the reasons why the Lions beating them the way they did is a statement game. I agree. Um, because that game was a, just a destruction of Jacksonville. And Jacksonville's a pretty good football team. You know? But they are up and down. Um, they do yo-yo a lot. A little bit, yeah. But, but you still, you know, with the Lions, it's been – as long as I can remember, I don't remember them blowing away teams ever. Like, like the, in the Jim Caldwell years, they would, you know, hey, we're up three points in the middle of the third quarter. Let's just uh, run it three times and punt up kind of stuff. <laughs> like, they just yeah. never went for it. Like, yeah, like what we're seeing now. Um, and they did limit what Jacksonville did, both offensively and then the Lions were able to just do whatever they wanted on offense that day. So um, speaking speaking of Jim Caldwell, Mike Vrabel, um, I am rapidly becoming less and less impressed with, with Mike Vrabel, and I'm just wondering if like, oh, you had Derrick Henry in his prime and AJ Brown, and so you handed it to Derrick Henry and threw it to AJ Brown, and so like you're better than Josh McDaniels who cannot figure out to do this, but yes. I'm not like Vrabel gets a lot of gets a lot of uh, what Cleveland calls Super Bowl currency, even though it's not the Super Bowl, for outsmarting Bill Belichick at the end of that game with the penalties. Yeah, yeah, which is which, which was sharp. Yeah, but aside from that, like I don't, I I I I, I haven't seen much to like be like, oh yeah, no, this dude is definitely an impressive coach. Yeah, and, and there are times when it and when it looks awkward, it looks uncomfortable. That the whole Tannehill thing going on right now looks looks uncomfortable. Yeah, um, it looks like he may be at the very end. You know, we'll see. Yeah, well, I think Vrabel just limp through next year, so that way he can take the Ohio State job after Ryan Day gets thumped by Michigan for the third straight year. Boy, <laughs> yeah. Because you know if Ohio State goes 12-1 and next year or 11-1 and it gets destroyed by Michigan again, Ryan Day is fired. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Vrabel, yeah, it would just be like a perfect walk right into it solution for them. So, yeah. 
Uh, um, yeah. Paul says, I think Vrabel maximizes his team's talent, but their talent's just not as good as the elite AFC teams. So I'm not entirely sure about that. I mean, he's he does get a lot out of his his best players, but this game, Derrick Henry has 98 yards and a touchdown in the first quarter, ends with 121 yards. Like what, you let Jacksonville take away Derrick Henry? He's gone for 200 yards against him for the last 13 years. You know, yeah. so... Um, and the Ben says Henry's too good for what Tennessee is going on. When is his contract up? Derrick Henry is not washed yet, but like Austin Eckler, he is on his way to Washville. You can see when he runs now, and he saw some of the big splash plays, right? He's dragging the entire defense 10 yards for a first down. But when you just watch him in the open field, he is not the player no, that he was a couple years ago. If, if you have him in a dynasty league, it, the time to move him is now. The time to move him was like six months ago. Yes. But yeah, no, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he's definitely, on the, I mean, all, it's all nothing but, but um, trending in a bad direction going forward. Right. Um, and he's still going to make some huge plays, including next year. Yeah. Yeah. But we will be making like, it's 2022. Christmas 2024, we might be making Derrick Henry Aldi jokes. <laughs> I mean, because when it goes, it goes so fast at that position. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. No, for sure. It's uh, it's off a cliff in a hurry. Yeah. And so, again, Ben makes a strong point. He says that Derrick Henry is carrying the team for what that's worth. And I'm like, yeah, the team sucks, so it's not worth very much. Yeah. But that's true. He is all that they have. Um, also, yeah. the offensive line is nowhere near as good as it used to be. Yeah, and lots of injuries there. You know, uh, the ones out. Just yeah. Last thing I want to know in this game: a wild Evan Ingram appears, eleven catches for one hundred sixty-two yards and two touchdowns. <clears throat> the Trevor Lawrence effect. Yeah, I was able to sneak one Jonathan Taylor team through to the best ball playoffs coming back from fourth place because it has Evan Ingram on it. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. Just from this yeah, one week. Because no I think, I think, I have to look up, I think right now Evan Ingram is now like the number four tight end overall in PPR. That is crazy. Yeah. It's it is. But I think, I, mean, it I think it's, on. I think it's Kelsey, number one. I think Andrews is still hanging on number two by a thread. Hawkinson is number three because it was a big game for Detroit. And then Ingram. (sighs) Yeah. That's unbelievable. It's a wasteland of a position out there is what I'm saying. All right. It really is. Chiefs 34, Broncos 28. Um, The Broncos actually played decent offensive football. They did once they got it going. It just took some well, time. Yeah, 14 weeks, but yeah. Well, I mean, even in this game, they were down. What was the score? Was it 27, 27 to nothing with four minutes to go in the first half? Yeah. And then they went on a string and almost did they did they have the lead or did they not? They never got the lead. They never got okay. the lead. They did make it 27 21. Then it went 34 21 and then 34 28. Yeah, yeah. Um, this game, I mean, it's good. I'm doing something. (sighs) 
it's just a mess in Denver. It's just such a such a weird uh, situation. Like, you know, um, it just is. No, yeah. Portland Sutton. Um, Judy looks like he's freaking out and just super pissed off about things. And so that's that's actually a good. That's a good segue. Um, chat and then Cleve, if you're still in the chat, this question was originally for you. Uh, Jerry Judy bumped an official early in this game. Should he have been ejected? Uh, I mean, if we're applying the same rules to same people, yeah, he should have been. Because he didn't shove him. His arms were definitely at his side. Yeah. But he saw him coming. It wasn't like he bumped into him, but he's ranting a raven and like, doesn't see him. He yeah. goes over to him and then, like, yeah. shoulder checks him a little bit. No, he intentionally makes contact, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. by the letter of the law, I think he should have gotten ejected. He wasn't ejected, and I'm – I still haven't made up my mind, honestly, about whether or not I yeah. want, I, he should be ejected. So, I wanted to ask the ask the chat and ask you guys, um, like, realistically, should he have been ejected? Like, I, 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 yeah, probably. Probably, but you can understand if they don't. You know, yeah. uh, I don't know what was being said. Maybe, maybe it wasn't something as bad as we think. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, or maybe the ref just interpreted it as it was incidental. Yeah, yeah, and they could even then because his hands were still be a fifteen yarder. Yeah, I mean, but he didn't. It's not like his hands were up where there was a threat or there was a perceived threat. You know, it just yeah. they just kind of connected. Yep. Uh, anyways. Judy had zero targets at that time. Finishes the game with eight catches, 73 yards, and three touchdowns. So it worked. <laughs> Whatever. It does. Whatever he's doing. Uh, Russ, 23 yeah. of 36, 247, three touchdowns in a pick. Leaves the game with an obvious concussion in the third quarter. One of the most obvious concussions I've ever seen in my life. That yes. dude did not know what planet he was on. <laughs> it was Brett Rippin time. <laughs> oh, man. Brett Rippin. Um, but he did come in and throw a touchdown. I mean, yeah, he had Judy. given given the way Russ has been playing, Brett Rippin is not that much worse if he's worse at all. No, no, <laughs> not much <laughs> of a drop off. No. Um, the other thing in this game, we cannot not talk about this: the insane touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes to Jarek McKinnon. It's nuts. It really if, is crazy. If y'all have not seen this, you have to go look this up. This touchdown. So Mahomes is like flushed out to his right. He's like even parallel with the line of scrimmage, running out of bounds. He sucks up the defense and sees McKinnon like a few yards ahead and just like flips it like over the linebacker's head a little bit. It was absurd. Yeah, like underhand and sidearm. Yeah. Going out of bounds. It's just kind of like. It was just weird. it's Mahomes, so it looked weird. But it's like, who? How does that happen? Yeah, you know. And yeah, then McKinnon runs like sixty yards for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, not too much else. For, I mean, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are good. The Broncos are bad. The Broncos finally looked like something, but it's 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 too little, too late. Yeah. Yes. All right. America's game on the week on Fox was Buccaneers at 49ers. That should not have been the game of the week. And for no. those of us paying attention, we knew that would not be the game of the week. The game of the week was actually Panthers 30 at Seahawks 24. 
Yeah. Do you agree? This was the game of the week. Yeah, I mean that was a it was a really good game. It was a, a back and forth game. Um, you know, huge win for Carolina for sure. Huge win. Yeah, I mean, uh, massive, massive for them. So the Panthers go up seventeen nothing early in this game, um, but this game was hugely critical to the playoffs, far more than Bucks Forty ers in my opinion. So yeah, yeah. Th- First, the Panthers are not only the hunt for the division, they control their own destiny. Yep. If they went out, they win the division. So, like, the Panthers could be hosting the Cowboys for half a quarter before the Cowboys are up 21 nothing, but they could be hosting the Cowboys in the playoffs. And do we think that Darnold has now resurrected a touch there? Too early. I know, but, like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a thing. He's, he's coming from pretty far back. He's going to have to do a lot more than, you know, have a couple good games. Oh, this was, this was a good game for him. There's no doubt about that. The other side of the playoff battle that was so important here is that if this, um, if the Seahawks beat the 49ers on Thursday, they will make the playoff 77% of the time. If they lose to the 49ers on Thursday, they will make it only 31%. So by losing to the Panthers, the Seahawks set up a must-win game against the 49ers, and that is not a position you want to be in. No. Nope, not at all. Yeah. On the field in this game, Tyler Lockett, amazing touchdown catch. DK Metcalf, good catches. And the Panthers had like 18 running backs run for 70 yards exactly on the dot. So – it was a standard kind of football game, 17-0 early for the row team. Like, it wasn't anything too crazy, but the actual outcome of the game was um, <laughs> crazy. Ben Ben referencing the Terrace Marshall catch says you shouldn't be able to catch the ball between your legs like that. That's satanic black magic. <laughs> well, it's valid. I mean, it's it's definitely – there's there's some witchcraft there for sure. Yeah, that, that was I – mean, that was an amazing catch, um, and it was in a meaningful spot as well. Yeah. But it, I don't think it was better than the Mahomes pass. No, the Mahomes pass was just silly. Silly. Yeah. Yep. Okay, now moving on to the aforementioned America's Game of the Week. Buccaneers 7 at 49ers 35. So this was just an absolute demolition of the Bucks. Um, I'm rooting for the Panthers to run them down and win the division because I don't need to see Tom Brady uh, in the playoffs again. Um, Brock Purdy, a.k.a. Mr. Relevant, uh, in this game, 16 of 21, 185 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, and a touchdown on the ground. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's I mean, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so after this game, Cleve sent me a message um, basically like – this is why he wasn't on board with the Trey Lance stuff because look at what Brock Purdy's able to do. I'm paraphrasing here, but um, yeah. you know, but to me, what Brock Purdy is doing is an argument for being so high on Trey Lance in the first place because this system might be quarterback invariant. Like you might be able to put Baker Mayfield on that team and win a bunch of games. Yeah, yeah, you know. But now, it, now throw a a high end version of Brock Purdy. Like a, a player who can do everything Purdy can do and just at a much higher level everywhere, and you can understand why there's a lure there. 
You know? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so I don't take what Brock Purdy's doing as a reason for like to be against Trey Lance or to regret being in on Trey Lance. To me, I'm like, yeah, this is this is the thesis of the play. This is why proof that it's gonna work. Right. 49ers quarterback is a good position. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Purdy did play very well. Also played well in this game, Christian McCaffrey. 14 carries, 119 yards and a touchdown. Two catches for 34 yards and another touchdown. Yep. Pretty good player. Yep. Um, Also a good player, Debo Samuel, who has a high ankle sprain and slight MCL injury. The team says he'll be back in the regular season, but I don't understand why they would do that. They're locked into the three seed. They don't don't need him. Um, but But my question, Scott, is, why um why did we get Debo? He got hurt on a running play. Like you're gonna kill the Bucks. You're already killing the Bucks. Why are we running Debo Samuel between the tackles? I don't know. Um, other than that's just what they do. But at some point in time, you when you're up as much as you're up, stop doing that. Just because give of it that. to Jordan Mason. Uh, fine. Yes. I mean, behind yeah. CMC. You've got Jordan Mason, Terry Davis Price, and John Cox Lamb. Just give some of them carries. Yes. I'm a five-year-old. You're going to have to stop it. <laughs> you know, I just don't. Yes. Uh, by the by the way, John Cox Lamb is not my joke. That is like the general, the internet's general uh, Milky Waters. It's still funny. So yeah, oh, gonna, it's a great name. It's 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 a great name, and he's definitely showing up on a bunch of rosters going forward. Because once I saw, it's like, oh, this is amazing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, anytime you can you can pound that guy, you probably should. You know, it's like, <laughs> get him going between the tackles, pounding away. <sighs> right up, in, right right up into the tight end. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't think I I think it's not super sharp to be um, running Debo Samuel between the tackles late in the season when you're. Winning by a lot, so no, it's it's pointless. Kyle Shanahan should stop doing things like that. Uh, my next question here, and this is gonna be a question for Cleve as well, is is Tom Brady washed 34 or 55, 243 yards, one touchdown, two picks? So, I wonder, I've thought about that the whole week is he washed or are like Godwin is not separated? So, it's not like there's it's not like there's uh these guys are wide open and Brady just can't get them the ball. Um, the only time Evans was really open, he was open on a vertical route where he scored like at a 70 yard touchdown, but there was a holding call on it. Other than that, these guys are not open. They're just not. So that whole offense is just, uh, it's just, it's just not happening. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, the Bucks are garbage, and I really, really want the Panthers to run them down and get in the playoffs instead. Although they are garbage, they're they're a bad football team right now. Tom Brady, Kevin, his career ended in a game where he has to go up against Micah Parsons, treating him like he's White Mike would be pretty funny. <laughs> just Parsons just launching into his ribs over and over and over again, and I don't know how they're going to stop that. With the injuries they have on that O line, and just oh, I, I'm sure I'm sure Donovan Smith can block him one on one without holding. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> without holding, right? Sure, he can. 
uh, leave it up to Ben to come up with the correct answer. Sometimes Brady is washed and sometimes he's not washed. It depends if I've got money on it. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. <laughs> yep. Paul says, still hilarious that Brady blew up his marriage to a supermodel for this season. Yeah. Well, you never know what the household was like. Um, it, he still might be doing okay. You just never know. Yeah. I. But I also think, didn't they put like almost their entire fortune into FTX. Yes. I feel like if that was his idea, that could be um, a slight oh, problem. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. I don't know if they were that... on the ground floor of that or if they were just a part of the whole, you know, pyramid kind of thing, but who knows? Yeah. It's a, it's a thought though. I, um, well, SBF just like stole everybody's money and used it to gamble effectively. Yeah. Um, and so that means he stole Tom and Giselle's money, but Tom Brady is not the breadwinner in that relationship. She is. So if he went to her and was like, hey, this is a great idea. We're going to throw all $600 million of your dollars into this. And then he's Imagine like, oh, by the way. Her money. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think this now it might be like, oh, this is a lot more to do than just than just football. Or maybe it's just football. I, I don't know. Um I'm just saying, I don't think if he had retired, given the FTX situation, if his marriage would have survived. Who knows? We'll see how long he has to play for. He might have to play for a little while. <laughs> he's going to be playing until he's 56. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins 17, Chargers 23. Second straight week, the Dolphins look listless and weak. If not for a strange Tyreek fumble TD for like 70 yards, this game would have not been close at all. Yeah, and Tua played awful. Yep. His, and and his it's, no it's one of those those games where you look at what the Chargers did and uh, what they did on defense, and it's like, okay, is this a blueprint type situation? And we won't know for a couple of weeks. But do teams copy what they did to confuse? And make uh, Tua look uncomfortable, and they could. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see this week. Yeah, no, they they absolutely could. And um, his numbers in this game: ten of twenty-eight, one hundred and forty-five yards, one touchdown, no picks. You know, maybe Cleve should just go back to hating this guy. Maybe that was the secret all along. <laughs> the the second Cleve capitulated, Tua started playing bad. You know go what? Back to Hades, please. Same thing with Baker, now that I think about it. The second Cleve came around to Baker not being terrible, Baker became terrible. Does he have some sort of, I mean, is he like burning Sage offline, or what's he doing? Uh, I don't know, but if he could continue hating the Lions, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> It'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paul says about Brady, one of the networks is going to give him silly money chasing the Tony Romo dragon. He already has a deal with Fox. Yeah, so Brady's already going to Fox. That's um, that's in there. Like Romo, though, I just can't see it. No, no. Yeah, you know, uh, Tony Romo uh, seems likable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um. So part of the big drama around this game is that Justin Herbert and Tua Tagovailoa were drafted back to back with Herbert going over Tua going first. And there was a lot of kerfuffle about if that should have been the case and all that during the draft process. Uh, Herbert is better than Tua and probably always will be, right? 
maybe. Uh, I mean, I you know, um, right now I think Tua's in a situation where he's got much better coaching and he's got much better help. Um, Joe Lombardi is the offensive coordinator in L.A. And it's, it's the worst case scenario for Herbert. Yeah. Period. Now, what could Herbert do in a Mike McDaniel offense? It's a good question. Um, I would think that he would go off, but I don't know because we're not seeing it. Mm-hmm. But we know we know what Tua can do in that offense. All I know is that uh, this year Herbert hasn't looked the same, and I think that's a that's got a lot to do with coordinator. It just does. Yeah, this game though, thirty nine and fifty seven, three hundred sixty seven yards, one touchdown, no picks. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, he, I saw a couple of throws he made that were just uh, incredible throws. There's one kind of on a, it's like a nine route to Mike Williams, and it's just an incredible throw. Um, deep shot, perfectly placed, just beautiful throw. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I I completely agree. Chargers are now seven and six, firmly, firmly, firmly in the playoff hunt. Uh, last game here. The injury bowl. Patriots 27 at the Cardinals 13. Kyler Murray non-contact injury in the third play of the game. Looks like a torn ACL. Um, Patriots are now 7-6 and six and also firmly in the playoff hunt, which is annoying. Yep. I have literally nothing else to say about that game. The best part of the game was when Mac Jones turned to the sideline and told Matt Patricia to shut up. That's it. That's all I have on this game. But that was the best part of the game. I don't think Patricia was getting play calls in on time and he was, and Mac Jones was pissed about it and they had to call a timeout for some, I mean, it just, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, the timing of it, it might even have been the first play of the second, something like that. It just was like, how are you not getting a play call in? And his reaction was just awesome. Uh, which is, you know, coming off, the, going back onto the field, into the huddle and him just turning around waving his hands and just saying, shut up. Like, not yes. talking from you. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, who, who'd have thought? Good. Yeah. Who'd have thought people don't like Matt Patricia? Yeah. No kidding. Oh, uh, clown. The clown. The, the Paul Gosar of coaches. Pretty <laughs> nice. He's dead. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, he's not high profile enough to be Ted Cruz. That is oh. true, but. Nobody likes him. Yeah. Uh, oh, Ted Cruz is Dabo Sweeney. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, quickly here, we're going to go over the games coming up this week again because we're starting to get like the playoff battles and stuff like that. Um, and the schedule is getting a little bit weird. So we'll uh, quickly discuss this and we're going we're gonna to get out of here. Um, if you're watching live, thank you so much. Please hit the like button. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. That really helps us out. If you're listening on the audio version, it is a YouTube live stream. There will be a link down below in the show notes. Come and subscribe. Get notifications when we're going live. All right. Uh, nope. Don't know why that says that. Give me one second here. Producing the show while we do the show. You're versatile. Yes. All right. Here we go. Uh, oh, I knew the Thursday game. I should have just said this. Okay. Thursday game 49ers at the Seahawks. This is a hugely pivotal game for the Seahawks, which means it's a hugely pivotal game for the Detroit Lions. I assume we'd be glued to the TV and watching. Yes. Yes. Of course. And uh, go 49ers. Pretty much. Yep. Um, 
Saturday, there are three games back-to-back-to-back, sort of like Thanksgiving. So the first game on Saturday is Colts at Vikings. If the Vikings lose to Jeff Saturday, fraudulence is 100% confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're about 95% of the way there already, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, Second game on Saturday, Ravens at Browns. I do not care if Anthony Brown or Joe Green – you know, or White Mike, our quarterback for the Ravens. They absolutely must beat Cleveland. Yes, they they must. Yes, <laughs> they need to get. They need to get. Uh, believe it or not, I'm going to get his name right. They need to get Mark Andrews involved. I thought you were going to say Mark Edwards. <laughs> I've been working on it. <laughs> uh, ben asking if uh, Walker is back. I assume you mean uh, Ken Walker the third, the running back for the Seahawks. It does not look like he's going to be back. That's not that's not official yet, though. We'll yeah. have to watch practice reports throughout the week, but it does not look like he's going to be back uh, quite yet. Last game on Saturday: Dolphins at Bills. Doesn't Banger. get any easier for Tua. Does not get any easier. It's going to be bad weather. It's going to be ugly weather. Uh, maybe think about not playing your Dolphins. I know that sounds crazy, but there's there's, there's no way you can't play Tyreek if Tyreek is healthy. Yeah, he's he's an auto start. Do you sit Waddle? But depend on options, but probably not. I mean, it would be so hard to have in a season long league to have an option better than Jalen Waddle at this point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If you do, yes, it could be consideration. But you can't. You cannot sit Tyreek Hill if he's healthy. No. Yeah, he's just, you know, anybody with a ceiling of 200 yards and three touchdowns has to be in the lineup, even if it's bad weather. Tough matchup. He's got to be in there. Um, All right, now we're getting to the Sunday Sunday game, Sunday 1 o'clock games. Eagles at Bears, GG Bears. Yeah. Moving along. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Lions at Jets. And what we already discussed is a playoff game in effect for both teams. This is going to be awesome. And next week's show is going to be really great for me and you are really great for Cleve. One or the other. Yep. It'll be fun. It'll be good. Yeah. It it should be a good one. Uh, Steelers at Panthers. Moving on. Chiefs at Texans. Now, this is something that I alluded to earlier. So the the Chiefs almost blow a 27-point lead to a far inferior opponent. The Texans almost beat a far better opponent. The Chiefs will not be looking past the Texans. No. 50-plus for Kansas City this week. Wow. Well, it's not out of the realm for sure. Yeah. I think think they're going to be like, oh, no, we have to come out here and show full four quarters. We're really good. And the Texans are hopeless in that situation. I think I think Kansas City just absolutely like just full obliteration in this game. Uh, Falcons at Saints and literally the most irrelevant game ever, unless something unless Jameis Winston like tries to stab Arthur Smith in this game. I don't see how we're discussing this game next week. <laughs> no. Uh, Cowboys at Jaguars again. I think we're seeing the Jaguars yo-yo again. I think the Cowboys are going to put it on them. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, 4 o'clock games, Cardinals at Broncos. My God, Colt McCoy against Brett Rippon. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> um, what, what a game. What a just absolute dog shit game. Um, the nice thing is that one of those 4-1 teams has to win. No, they don't. 0-0 zero, zero ties are on the table. 
that could tie. <laughs> Wouldn't be a horrible um, outcome. Yeah. Uh, Patriots at Raiders in a game that would have been a lot more interesting if the Raiders hadn't just donked off that game to the Rams this week and ended their season. No shit. The Josh McDaniels bowl here. Um, Maddie Ice was saying that there's a conspiracy theory in the Patriot fan uh, internet space that the reason Bill Belichick didn't object to McDaniels leaving is he knew he would fail and could hire him back more cheaply after this season. Well, <laughs> uh, there are no lies detected. Yeah, which is brutal. Um, Titans at Chargers. A must win for the Chargers if they're going to continue their playoff push. And the Titans secondary is terrible. This could yeah. be a this could actually be a Herbert 400 yarder. It could. Um this this could be a that, that could be a very high scoring game. Yeah, if the if they can get Derrick Henry going, you can say Derrick yeah. Henry and Big Mike Williams back and forth. Yep. Uh, yep. definitely be the case. Last Sunday after new game, Bengals at Bucks in a game that should not be close. The Bengals should absolutely obliterate the Buccaneers, even in Tampa. Yes, they should. Yeah. The Sunday night game is going to be ugly, but is interesting. The Giants and Commanders. It is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Playoff reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the winner of this game probably makes the playoffs. I think so, too. Yeah. And the loser is really behind. Yeah, and then the loser is chasing Seattle and... Detroit, or if there's like a game ahead, it, it they're right there with them. Yeah. Um, and finally, the Monday night game, for some reason, they didn't flex anything. Rams at Packers. <laughs> Baker, Baker starting in Green Bay against Aaron Rodgers. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just oh. flex, flex literally anything. Yeah. Can we get the Stony Creek High School against uh... – <laughs> Anchor Bay High School on Monday night. Uh, if I beat the Rams, I don't know. Still worried about that, but <laughs> all right. Well, this was uh, this was a, a really fun show. Thank you everybody who showed up in the live chat. We really, really appreciate it. Love having you guys here. Having you guys uh, uh, join us for the show in the chat. It always makes it a good makes it a good time. Cleve, I hope you get better soon. I, I was yeah. giving you a hard time. Yeah, I know you are actually sick. Cleve has no voice whatsoever. So um, get, better. Get, get better soon. Scott, any final words? Nope, we're good. Uh, only last thing for me, me is, yep, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. You are one of the co-hosts. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Whatever. All good. One of the last things for me is uh, rest in peace, Mike Leach. Very sad. Um, was, you know, was a bummer. Uh, Cleve was a big Mike Leach guy. So we'll save that for next week. We'll let Cleve do his Mike Leach thing next week because Cleve always really liked him. Uh, yeah. Once again, we're part of the Maddie X Media Network, MaddieXMedia.com for podcasting needs and merch and all that. We will see you guys next week. Peace.